now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson is Doc Manson. Yes. We're living through a chapter in a future history book right now. Did you know that? Yes, we are. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. It's an interesting history book, that's for sure. Um, But, you know, I think it's going to be well remembered. Uh, This, of course, what DC is talking about, uh, this is the very first episode of a podcast in which we are recording while Doc Manson also plays a video game in the background. I am playing Dead Cells right now. Uh, I thought it's it's going to be the future, DC. We're going to start playing video games. Oh, God, I just died. <laughs> <laughs> In a pure audio format. Uh, uh, there's no visuals here. Just the podcast, just the talking. I can't even see the game. That's the thing. If, if you could put it up in the corner of your camera, I'd have no problem with this. Oh, you have a problem with this? No. I mean, do whatever you want. I don't care. I actually don't even know where it went. <laughs> window just disappeared, and I can't seem to get it back. Now I will just like to close it. How do I close it? I'm, <laughs> you can do that whatever you want. That was a really good are. run, too, and I just, I, to- I totally boned it. <laughs> I'm going to just look at your chin and the little bit of facial hair you are growing, and I'm just going to be whispering words of encouragement. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. All right, I'm putting it, I'm putting it down. That was a good run, and I already screwed it up. So, all right, all right, back to back to uh, DC Matthews and DDT podcast. Yeah, um, you know, uh, we're all kind of shut in. We're we're self quarantined. Have you left the house today? Not today. Well, yeah, actually, I mean, I did. I, I took a, a walk around the block because it's good to get outside and exercise and breathe sure. in some of that fresh air. Full of coronavirus. <laughs> but you didn't, you know. I went to the local bakery, which has a little tent outside now that will deliver you the food. So I got a loaf of bread handed to me through my car window. And then I took the, tr- I wa- took the trash out first. But that, that was my grand excursion today. Did you cough on the people who were uh, delivering bread to you? No. Did I they tried. cough on you or your bread? No. I think I'm safe. All right. Very um, good. How are you feeling about this world? You're working from home. I'm sure Mostly. you're loving that. We I don't might have go to, into the office tomorrow. I'm not sure yet, but we don't have to go into a lot of details. Uh, you know, you have a very important job. You're a very powerful man, Doc Manson. Yeah. We all know this. Uh huh. Yeah, um, that's why they pay so, me the big bucks. So I know you can't really go into a lot of details on the secret government work you're doing, mm. but um, but you are working from home. How's that going? It's okay. It's important to keep a schedule, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you who are transitioning into something similar, I I recommend you still get up at your usual time. I get up, uh, take a shower, bathe, you know, whatever your normal morning routine is. Brush your teeth. Put on some makeup if that's your thing. Uh, it makes you feel human. It gets you in the right mindset. You know, go downstairs, have breakfast like you're going to leave the house. Uh, but then don't, of course. and And just... Get on your computer or, or other device, which allows you to do the work that needs to be done and, and, and get to it. Because, yeah, if you don't hold yourself to a routine, it becomes much more difficult, I find. Yeah, I don't Now, Granted, we're kind of this is essentially our April break. They have not figured out how I am going to do my job from home. Haven't they told you to figure it out? Because that's exactly what my situation is. You would think that somebody would tell me how to do something, but no, no, it's really up to me. Um, they would like us to, you know, start coming up with ideas, but there is going to be a plan. I, I'm going to be invited to a Zoom meeting. I don't know what that is. Um, it's like Skype, but it's called Zoom. Oh, yeah, they were like, you know, be on the lookout for an invitation to a Zoom meeting and we'll tell you what the plan is. And I was like, okay, so until I get that, you know, I took a shower at like 11 today, right before I took the trash out. Um, yeah, so I, I have yet to get to a schedule, but we'll see what happens because 
it's possible I'll be doing this for the next three months. Yeah, same here. And the thing that I think is really strange, though, especially for you, um, how old are third graders? Do you teach third grade? No. It's earlier. Yeah. How old are they? Seven and eight. How are you going to get an eight-year-old to sit down in front of a computer to learn? No idea. Like, I mean, I could see, like, it's it's going to present challenges for me at the college level for sure, but just getting a seven or eight-year-old to sit still in front of a screen, I mean, how how long are you, I mean, admittedly, you don't know any of your plans yet, but I can't imagine you're going to do a normal school day shift that way you'll never hold their attention no i believe the if i had to guess i would say i will present some lessons and i will just give them the opportunity like because i can't make the kids do it either i can't like go to their house and be like hey let's assume you have the internet let's assume you have a device that you can use because your parents might be working from home so and this is exactly what's happening you know with us like there is no rule that if you attend this institute of higher learning that you need to own a personal computer. So what about the people who are going to get left in the dust? Cause that's, what's going to happen. This distance yeah. learning requires online. Essentially, yeah. if that's not available to you, it's not like you can go to the public library and get on the computer there at nope. this point. So yeah, at our it's level, a challenge. what I've heard is that, you know, there are some states who have already said, look, we're done. We're not coming back. Well, yeah, and we're not. We've we've said that we're not yeah. coming back, but we're still continuing with yeah. the education. And parents will have the choice of saying, I want my child to repeat the grade they're currently in. Because, mm. you know, we, we literally got to the two thirds mark of the year. I was working on report cards. We have trimesters. I was working on report cards. And we left. So I don't know. I have, nobody has any idea how, you know, you run a lab. How does yeah, that work? I'm aware. I mean, <laughs> sorry. And so the, the funny thing is like all the, you know, and again, I don't, I don't want to go into too much detail here, but a lot of the messaging that we've been getting, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it's been saying, you know, look at how you can deliver your course without altering your learning objectives, your learning outcomes. So as a lab, all of my learning outcomes are practical based. It's all about using equipment, doing techniques, um, getting hands on time with actual things. And so you, you get that information. You say, well, there's nothing we can do because there's nothing that exists that I can create, that I can even license that is actually going to give you that full experience. You know what I mean? I do. So... The other thing that was interesting is we got an email saying, you know, folks in the administration were reaching out, working with faculty specifically on, you know, how to accommodate labs, law clinics, you know, the sorts of accredited programs that require some sort of in-person hands-on work. So I got in touch with such uh, members of my administration and asked, so, hey, what's the deal? And they essentially wrote back and said, well, all the programs have different things, different requirements. So really, it's going to be up to all the individuals to figure it out. They sent me a link to an article in the Chronicle. And I was just like, OK, this. Yeah, that helps. What's that? Nothing. Nothing. I took me a minute to realize what you were talking about. I was like, isn't that a TV show in Boston? Yeah, but. no, I mean, it's a newsletter, essentially. But yeah, it's basically like somebody sending you a link to 10 best ways to teach someone online. You know what I mean? And being like, okay, that's that's the guidance that you needed, right? And again, I understand, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to call anybody out here. I understand everybody's doing the best that they can. And the lab courses, as you raise a very good point, as I've raised it several times in the past couple of weeks, what do we do? How do we give an equivalent educational experience? We can't. Mm -hmm. But I will say the first thing I read, like, and again, this is contrary to everything that was sort of, you know, um, said to us directly by the administration. 
but you you read this article that I was sent, and the first thing they say is it's a hundred percent possible to convert labs over to virtual online experiences. You just have to be a little creative and flexible with your learning outcomes, which is entirely not what you told me to do, right? Yeah. So, rock and a hard place, really. Yeah. We're in uncharted waters. What do you do if you're a student teacher and you're supposed to do an entire semester of work in a classroom? Well, the classroom's done now. I supervise so- a group of, you know, 40 teaching assistants. Same question. Like, I, yeah, I get it. So, I guess that experience is not going to be offered to you. So, you're going to go be a teacher without nearly the same amount of experience that at this point i'm trying to figure out do i make my tas hold hold quote unquote lab quote unquote do we set up a zoom meeting do we set up a webex meeting do we set up a whatever meeting and at the time when their lab section would normally begin and require the students to log in and participate maybe we make it into a discussion section on the topics of that week is that what we do but, I mean, now you're asking me to create a half a semester's worth of discussion sections in two weeks. Like, that's not even something I normally do or think about. I don't know how to do that. So how many hours of work do you think you're going to do now compared to what you had to do before? Your, your job is exponentially harder at this point, isn't it? I believe so, yes, because I'm yeah. still also now... We're using Microsoft Teams, but it's the same idea as Zoom, and that's how I'm staying in touch with my staff members, some of which are on campus, some of whom are working from home. It's a mix at this point. But, I mean, again, the the institution has signaled to us that at some point they're going to ask all non-essential personnel not to come to campus. And so what do you do with lab staff? What do you do with people whose jobs do not lend themselves to remote work? Yeah. I mean, some of my senior people, sure, I can let them work on lab manuals and other sorts of written projects. They wouldn't normally do, but I could make that work for them. Lord knows that's something I would normally do, and my time will be now invested elsewhere. So that makes sense to make sure that, because that still has to get done for a revision cycle, which starts in May. Well, no, I mean, we submit in May, so we're starting now. Um but what about my more junior team members, the people who just started within the last year? They're not really equipped to do that kind of work yet. What do I do with them? And nobody's telling us anything. That's the thing that no. bothers me. Yeah, we're getting that on our end, too, because, again, it's, it's uncharted waters. The administration at the school level and at the state level has no idea what to do. And so at some point, I'm just going to tell my people whatever I'm going to tell them and hope that doesn't come back on me. And. Ultimately, I'm just going to be as flexible as possible because that's the way I roll. But it's, yeah. Is the hand strengthener something that's always there or is that dealing with the new stress of the week? Uh, no, I, I have it off and on. It's not always here, but I, I have trouble with my elbows getting old sucks. I have like a little bit of tendonitis and this tends to help with that. If I do too it regularly. Tennis, too much tennis playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way too much tennis. I play so much tennis. Well, you know, obviously the people listening to this have their own issues with the shutdown and the quarantine, wherever you are. Of course. Uh, <clears throat> hopefully you're staying safe. Maybe at the end of this, Doc will will run you through proper hand washing techniques because no one's done that lately. No one showed them people how to wash their hands. <clears throat> but we're not here to talk about this exclusively. Uh, it's March. And even with the craziness of the coronavirus, um, I've got a tournament and it's a lengthy one because we did the horror movie tournament last week with kind of the main players and the response was good, but people, especially in the bestie chat were a little disappointed with the lack of girth to the names. It wasn't as girthy as they wanted it to be. Is that a complaint that you get a lot or not really? No, most people are satisfied with the amount of girth that you usually provide. I'm realizing now we might be having two different conversations. Uh, so I went ahead and made a tournament. I don't think, you know, people will pick this one apart as well, which is just fine. Uh, but I have 64 names now of horror uh, I was hoping you were going to stretch for the 128. No. No, you started talking about kaiju characters, and then I started working on a different tournament. There's a lot of random 
kaiju characters. There sure are. Uh, Toho alone probably has at least 30. Yeah. Uh, But I went ahead this time. I, you know, I took a, I took inspiration from the New Day podcast. They just finished up their TV tournament and they had kind of different themed brackets. So I'm going to do that. So we're going to start here uh, with the Universal Monster Bracket. Okay, so out of curiosity, though, before we get too deep into this, your anticipation, will there be names on here where I will have to give that classic doc list response of, I don't know who that is? I don't believe so, because it's all horror related. Eh, um, there's no guarantee. There's a lot of horror we'll movies see. out there. We'll see. If, if that's the case, I'll do some quick looking up here but you i think you'll figure out when we get to the different themed categories a lot of these i think are either in your wheelhouse and i intentionally left off the big names freddy krueger not on this list <gasps> uh, pennywise not on this list jason Voorhees, not on this list really? because we know that they are going to be they're going to be popular they were going to wind up near the end so i went for you know, different categories here. Now, when we do this, am, am I am I picking based off of popularity or who I think would win in a fight? Um, you can decide that. I'm also okay with you just picking your preference. Okay. Be- because I can't give explanations for all my picks. It'll take forever. What else you got going on today? I mean, I have to eat dinner at some point. Yeah, your wife brings it to you every week. It's true, and she'll probably do it again this and, week. You know. Um, Thanks, Mrs. We'll Manson. See. Maybe we'll get through round one and we'll decide we'll save the rest for next week. We I doubt do that. that very much, but okay. The Universal Monster Bracket. The Universal Monsters. Uh, <clears throat> the first now, matchup. does this begin with the true beginning of the Universal, Universal Horror brand, like with Dracula? Or does it include characters from before that, like Phantom of the Opera and Quasimodo? Uh, Quasimodo is in this bracket. Okay. The Phantom of the Opera is not. Okay. Continue, please. Uh, your first matchup, Dracula versus the Invisible Man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm just trying to imagine now. Dracula trying to fight somebody that he can't see. And then I'm like, okay, so maybe Dracula goes into a house of mirrors. And that helps even the odds. Because... He doesn't reflect in a mirror, so then the Invisible Man would be very confused. Of course, I guess he would still see the first Dracula if he was it had direct line of sight. But no, that's totally what we're going to do. We're going to fight in a house of mirrors, and then the Invisible Man would have to figure out that he has to break all the mirrors to actually get him. But actually, that said, though, Dracula can just turn into a bat, and bats have sonar sensing, so he wouldn't have to see the Invisible Man to find him. So I think, ultimately there, Dracula wins. Because the Invisible Man is, is just a man. Yeah. Driven insane, of course, by the chemical reaction that has turned him invisible. But uh, Dracula, vampire, Dracula wins. Now that uh, some movies, the Universal movies, are actually going to be online, you can now watch these movies that were going to be big releases in movie theaters. But now that movie theaters don't exist anymore. Um, I won't be doing you- that, only because they're charging $20 to watch them. That's what I figured your answer would be, but I thought I would ask. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, as of yesterday, I don't know if it still is, Knives Out was available to rent on iTunes for three ninety nine. That's more my speed, and I will probably watch that one in the near future. If it's still on sale for rentals. Your next matchup, The Mummy versus Gilman. I'm going to go with Gilman, of course, being the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, that's because The Mummy sucks. Okay. But he, I, I mean, what he, all you got to do is grab the teepee and, and, and unravel him. And, and frankly, in this day and age, I think it's very insensitive for him to be wasting all of that perfectly good uh, uh, butt cloth. We could we need that, DC. We need that now. I did not know this until the Bestie chat. Apparently in the UK, it is known as a loo roll or sometimes a bog roll. The bog roll had me laughing. I like I like that. That's pretty good. Uh, next matchup, the Wolfman versus the Bride of Frankenstein. Well, uh, I will actually say that I think the best character. Hmm, no, well, not best, maybe not best character, but the best film of the Universal Monster films, my opinion, would be Bride of Frankenstein. Um, it's very much, 
I would say, in some ways, the first horror comedy, and it, it works really well, I think, even to this day. Uh, Wolfman, of course, has nards, um, and I think The Bride of Frankenstein would would definitely use that to her advantage, and uh, I, I think she takes this. I think Lady Frankenstein uh, wins the day. All right. Uh, the final matchup of this bracket, Frankenstein's monster versus Quasimodo. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead uh, with, with Frankenstein because he's a physical presence. He's imposing. Uh, the original Frankenstein, of course. Well, I guess we're not talking about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, are we? We're talking about the universal Frankenstein. He's much less cunning. I suppose Quasimodo could outsmart him. But I like Frankenstein more, so I'll give it to him. Plus, that sets up in the next round uh, a battle between spouses. Ooh, very nice. Uh, our next category, there's a lot of horror movies where the, the quote-unquote villain is animals or a group of animals. So for this bracket, uh, you have to choose the superior animal. Okay. Uh, so the first one, which is better in terms of horror movies, birds or bees? All right. So I presume we're talking about Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. But where are you getting the bees from? Uh, I looked up a whole series of them. I should have bookmarked it. Uh, I'd be curious see. to know. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter, but like certainly bees uh, figure prominently in the Candyman films. They're not necessarily like the antagonist there, but they they certainly are a visual and audio motif of those films. We could talk about 1966's The Deadly Bees or 1974's Killer Bees. Killer Bees, yes. The Swarm. Swarm. Okay, all right. I would say Wicker Man, the Nicolas Cage version, if only for <laughs> the not the bees, not the bees section. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, And so we're talking birds versus bees, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead with the bees, because I feel like the bees, I mean, if you're allergic, that's one thing, but even if you're not allergic, to be stung to death really seems awful. And in the birds, I always was just like, can't you just get, like, a bat? Or, like, I don't know. I just feel like birds, like, okay, I mean, obviously eagles and, and, and big, large yeah, no, birds. We're, we're thinking, we're thinking, like, a flock of birds, not, like, condors yeah. or... I don't know. I, I'm gonna, I, I think bees takes it for me, anyways. All right. Our next matchup, alligators okay. or snakes. Hmm. I don't like either of them, honestly. Alligators, they hide. I can see those eyes. Battling to a double countout, and bees automatically advances to the third round. I mean, they're sneaky. That's the problem. And snakes, they just have that unholy way of moving. Alligators tend to be bigger than snakes, but snakes can be poisonous, whereas alligators aren't. I'm going to give it to snakes. All right. I mean, alligators are frightening, though. If you ever have one coming at you, zigzag. Running a zigzag. Is that from personal experience when you were down on the bayou? Did, were you attacked by a gator? No, um, the one definitely popped up. I won't say it, it attacked me, but that's what they say. They say they can run very, very fast on a straight line, uh, but they're not able to change direction very well. So I did watch that Mythbusters episode. Is that a true myth, or am I just propagating no, an untruth? I believe, it, I believe it was confirmed. Oh, cool. They, they, they have bad turn... Ratios radius. or whatever. Yeah. Yes, radius. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> spiders or bears? Ooh. I mean, you think I'm going to go with spiders because, again, they can be poisonous and I hate them. But there are lots of good bear movies, including a mutant bear movie called, uh, what's it called? Prophecy, I think. Yeah. I'm going to go with bears. Yeah. Prophecy 1979. Giant mutant bear. Yeah. Plus, here's a movie I think you should see. Okay. Uh, 20, 2014's Into the Grizzly Maze. I recently saw that on something. I don't know. I think maybe I saw it pop up on a now streaming service. And I think I may check it out. When two estranged brothers reunite at their childhood home in the Alaskan wilderness, they and the women they love set out on a two-day hike whilst being stalked 
by a massive, unrelenting, and bloodthirsty grizzly bear. Mm. I think there's also a, a, a grizzly bear movie maybe that I, I watched and reviewed. Yeah, Grizzly Park. It's on bmoviegeek.com. I have a, a review there. Uh, didn't like it very much. Didn't like okay. it very much, but Grizzly Park. I'd you like can point out Into the Grizzly Maze, James Marsden and Billy Bob Thornton star. There was a recent movie. I'm not sure if a bear figures into it or not, but I want to say Allison Hannigan was in it, maybe? It was something about, like, she's a park ranger. Is that who it is? I might be thinking of something else. She was in You Might Be the Killer, which I watched for Shocktober last year. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of someone else. I don't think this is her. I think with the with the quarantine. Oh, what was that movie? You should do Shocktober in April. <laughs> you, should celebrate, as... you should celebrate your birthday month by watching more horror movies. As soon as I figure out this whole semester thing, that's the plan. Uh, the last matchup in the animal category, piranhas or slugs? Hmm. Slugs, I've always thought, were a really weird horror movie villain because it's not clear to me how a slug would eat you. Have you seen the movie Slugs, 1988? And, I mean... Slugs tend to be herbivores. Well, so Yeah, but these are toxic waste slugs. Oh, okay. And what was my other option? Slugs versus piranhas. Hmm. Yeah, Piranha was a very good Roger Corman produced flick. If I recall, directed by Joe Dante, and of course there was a sequel, not as good, and there was the Piranha 3D film, which was remade years later, which I enjoyed a great be a deal. Um, I'm going to give it to Piranhas. I'm going to give it to Piranhas. I've always, I've always enjoyed the Piranha films. Joe Dante, of course, also director of Gremlins. So we go on to great things. Lots of people directed for Roger Corman, by the way, originally Martin Scorsese, uh, directed for Roger Corman. So a lot of people getting their start in these, these B movies, but yeah, anyways, I would imagine there would also be a number of actors who would go on to oh, of course. bigger and better success starting in horror movies. Oh, you of would course. Think. Our next category, Stephen King mm. versus Dean Koontz. I give it to Stephen King. Would you like Jack Torrance from The Shining? Yeah. Or would you like Malachi from Children of the Corn? Oh, uh, Jack Torrance, 100%. That's what I figured. I actually did try to rank some of these. Yeah. So Jack Torrance, clear number one seed in this in this uh, bracket. Malachi, not bad, but yeah, no, you can't get. Uh, here's Johnny and all that. I mean, you can't get past sure. that. Cujo or Christine? Cujo being the dog, Christine being the car. Yep. <laughs> was what kind of car? What, what make and model was Christine? I want to say Chevy. It sounds right. Plymouth Fury, of course. A Plymouth Fury, 1958. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, that movie, directed by John Carpenter, another uh, you know big-time horror movie director, did Halloween, of course. Uh, Christine. I'm going to give it to Christine. Uh, sorry, GQ. I know that you spent a good deal of your childhood afraid of Cujo, but come on. A demonic car? Come on. Come on. All right. All right. Next up, Annie Wilkes from Misery. Misery, yes. The Caretaker. Or, or Job Smith from The Lawnmower Man. Ooh. I assume this is the movie version of The Lawnmower Man? Yes. Yes. That movie is, is not good. And, and it's horribly acted. And I don't know if you've ever read the Stephen King short story. It has so little to do with each other that I believe at one point Stephen King debated suing them to take his name off of the project. Like, it has nothing to do with his short story. Um, but that said, I like that movie a lot. It's terrible, but I like it a lot. I'm going to give it to Job. I'm going to give it to Job, yeah. Yeah. The simple the simple gardener who, who would go on to jack into virtual reality and become a super maniacal genius. Oh, yes. Yes, Job all the way. Sorry, Annie. Our final matchup, Carrie. The telekinetic Johnny, powerhouse. Or Johnny Smith from The Dead Zone. 
Ooh, tells the future by touching your hand. Does he have to have human contact or can it be an object too? I forget. Hmm. Either way, I'm going to give it to Carrie because no, his hell hath no fury like a woman scorned and Carrie was a scorned. Yes, she was. Our next category, the holiday movies. Hmm. I like where this is going. Uh, are you familiar with the movie New Year's Evil? Yes, I am. Okay, so Richard. Evil. Or are you familiar with Lover's Lane? I don't think I know Lover's Lane. So Lover's Lane is a horror movie, uh, and the villain in this one would be Ray, otherwise known as The Hook. Oh, okay, like that classic sort of tale of uh, somebody necking out at Lover's Lane. Mm Mm-hmm. The film debut of one Anna Ferris, who would then go on to Scary Movie and Mom and... Oh, wow. Uh, so once again, I've binged Lover's Lane movie, folks. And <laughs> as usual, my safe Why search is off. Bing? Oh, yeah. I use Bing all the time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's pornography. Um, <laughs> Lover's Lane. Let's me try not doing an image search. Movie 1999, you said? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, I have never yeah. heard of this movie. Never seen years it. Years ago, you know, these two are Who making is out Anna in their Ferris car. Is like the twentieth person on this cast list, so that's probably why I've never seen it because she doesn't figure into it very much. Um, maniac wielding a steel hook attacks them. All right. Well, I will have to see this movie, but for now, I am going to have to go ahead and give it to Richard from New Year's Evil. I guess so, although he sucks. He does suck. He's terrible. He's not really a good villain at all. You know what? I'm going to give it to Lover's Lane. The mystery. I'm going to pretend that that's a good movie. Haven't seen it. Don't know. But I'm going to pretend the mystery of this man with a hook. Maybe he'll rival the Candyman. I don't know. It has it has uh, two stars, according to IMDb. All right. Well, that's a lot of stars. Out of ten? I presume. Out of well, it's, yeah, it says four out of ten, so two out of five. Uh, your next matchup, uh, the character of Muffy from the movie April Fool's Day. That okay, I'm familiar with that. And then from the movie Easter Sunday, uh, Douglas Fisher. I don't think I've seen Easter Sunday. Is this the Being from 1983 or a more recent film? Is the Being actually I know? Let's see here, Easter Sunday. Horror movie, 2014. Haven't seen that one. No, it's been 24 years since the serial killer Douglas Fisher was executed on Easter night. This year, a group of partying teenagers not only raised some hell, this but literally raised the This looks extremely low budget. Oh my goodness. Um, what was my other option? Uh, April Fool's Day, Muffy. Doesn't seem, I read the synopsis, doesn't, it's more about pranks than actual horror. Yeah, um, April Fools, right? I'm gonna give yeah. it to Muffy, just because I know Muffy, but um, I don't think she'll hang in this tournament for much longer. Well, you'll have to see Lovers Lane and Easter Sunday. Yeah, we might we might have to stop after one round just to give you time to catch up on these movies. Perhaps. I'll give you a week. Um, how familiar are you with the Stepfather series? I've seen it. Okay. At least so the first one. I've seen at least seen the first the character one. of the stepfather. He sucks. Uh, versus Uncle Sam. Oh, I'm going to give it to Uncle Sam 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle Sam is cool and fun. The other guy's just a domestic violence uh, perpetrator. So Yeah. All right. I, I was scraping the barrel a bit with. Fair <laughs> I'm enough. Like, Fair enough. All right, Father's Day. There is a nice Wikipedia page, though, where it has like a little emoji coded list of holiday themed horror movies. Very nice. Uh, the Turkey from Thanks Killing <laughs> versus Billy Chapman from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Ooh, Billy Chapman. Okay. Kid scarred by w- witnessing a drifter uh, kill his parents. But almost rape his mother. Not actual, though. Grows up hating Santa Claus. The drifter, of course, was dressed as Santa. That's why this happened. And Hmm. Yeah, there's some good there's some good scenes in that movie. Linnea Quigley getting impaled, topless uh, on, on moose antlers. 
classic, classic sequence. Um, hmm. But then, of course, there's the Thanksgiving turkey, who is a damn hand puppet. <laughs> but then there was Thanksgiving Killing Three, and that movie is unwatchable. I will give it to Billy. Right. Sorry, Turks. We are halfway done with the opening round. Oh, goodness. Let, let us continue. The next category is uh, creatures. Okay. Now, in some of these, I think you're going to start. I don't know if you'll obstruct. There are some of these in these couple rounds where you will question whether or not these are actual horror movie creatures or not. And we can have that discussion. You can make that decision. Uh, but the first one is uh, the Xenomorph okay. from Alien yep. versus, what is this called? The Gravoids from Tremors. Ooh. Oh, that is difficult. That is difficult. The aliens are like probably a number one seed in this category, right? Because they are. They're a favorite. Although I should have actually, I should have figured you would have rated Gravoids higher. I really, really, really like the first Tremors movie. There's been about eight of them, and they're all <laughs> terrible except for the first one. But that first one is real, real good. Um, but the alien is the alien. Ah, ah! I'm giving if it to Graboids. Like, give... I'm giving it to Graboids. Okay, I was. This is my list. You, I was going to give you permission to make a swap at some point. I mean, so if there's a, the problem is though, I like the Graboids more, but in a fight, the alien would win. It's not a matter of. It's not necessarily a fight. I know. No. Okay, it's just your pre- personal. I'm going to give it to the Graboids. All right. Alien, though, Alien is awesome. It's probably one of the best sci- Alien, the first Alien, is probably the best sci-fi horror movie of all time. And Aliens is probably the best sci-fi action movie of all time. So... Again, you can make a swap later if you disagree But Tremors, with- honestly, is one of my favorite horror comedies. So I'm going I'm to give it to Graboids. Uh, let's, let's pause the tournament here. Thank Mrs. You. Manson is delivering... Dinner, Mrs. Manson, how's the uh, the quarantine treating I need you? This and, one she's, refilled. and she's leaving. Never mind. We'll, <laughs> we'll get her answer on the way back. Okay, what was the question? You just sent her off. I was asking her how she's she's doing with the quarantine and everything. All right, so I've uh, got some uh, steamed zucchini and 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 some some chicken tenders here, uh, gluten free breadcrumb, and, and, and just just a bit of ketchup for uh, for dipping. So I'm going to go ahead and go over to the Bestie chat real quick here. Because I know this was requested. And there you go. There is my my dinner for this evening. <laughs> Steam zucchini. Okay, then. They each their own. Um, you don't like zucchini? Yeah. Not particularly. Oh, it's delicious. Uh, yeah, I'll give you permission if you want to slide the xenomorphs in. Uh, do you like the thing or do you like Seth Brundle, AKA the Brundle fly? Holy hell. This is deep cuts, man. Ah, oh, Carpenter versus Cronenberg. Can I tell you the look on your face just then made this whole, this entire thing, your reaction to this entire thing has made it worth it. Okay. From the fact that the Dracula, from the moment Dracula and the invisible man were <laughs> fighting in a hall of mirrors. I was like, this is everything I've ever wanted. You're welcome. Um, mm. I'm gonna go ahead. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Brundlefly. All right, I'm gonna give it to Brundlefly. You guys gotta look that one up. Thank you. Uh, again. Oh, and she left without getting. We'll we'll hear from her at some point. Mm-hmm. He just shoved a giant piece of chicken in his mouth so he can't ask her the question. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet her and ask her. Uh, Jaws. Okay. Or Clover from Cloverfield. Oh, now that's a kaiju. Oh, really? You would say so? It's large enough. Well, so you could put, again, you could put the xenomorphs in here and pick the xenomorph over all of them and we'll just drop it down. But Bruce is Bruce. 
That was the name of the shark on set. I know. I watch Mythbusters more of these things. Hmm. Bruce or Clover? Really not an even... I think Clover needs to get moved to your kaiju bracket, so I'm going to give Bruce a pass. All right. I will try to remember that. Jaws wins, and he will be taking on the winner of Predator versus Stripe from Gremlins. Oh. Mm. Now, is this Stripe Mogwai form or Gremlin form? You pick, because I don't know. I'm going to go with Gremlin form, more dangerous. My question is, does it have to be a one-on-one fight? Or could, uh, could Stripe get wet, multiply himself... And then he would be facing potentially an army of gremlins versus the Predator. It can happen however you choose it to happen. Hmm. I'm going to go with gremlins because I like gremlins more. Sorry, GQ. All right. Our next category. uh, I went through and I read many, many different lists of the worst horror movie villains of all time. This is what I consider to be the best of the worst. <clears throat> I'm willing and to bet I don't recognize a lot of these, but let's go. I disagree. I disagree. Okay. <clears throat> because I'm starting with the one I know you know. Jack Frost. Oh, yeah. Or Smiley. Smiley. That was that recent movie? Yeah. I think it's The Happening. Okay. Um, I'm going to give that to Jack. No, that's Frost. the trees. Never mind. Yeah, 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 no, but Smiley. I think there's a, literally a movie called Smiley. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My favorite matchup of the entire thing. Um, Monsterd. Okay. Versus the ginger dead man. Yeah. Okay. I do know both of these. Um, Monsterd is exactly what you think it is. Yeah. It's the character from Dogma gets its own movie. <laughs> the one in Dogma was way better done um i'm gonna go ahead and give it to the ginger dead man just because of the pun the pun is is worth a lot i mean monsterd is technically a pun too but ginger dead man i feel like is a better pun yeah um in this one for the first time i there's a duo here Mm. would you like the mangler ah yes or would you demonically possessed laundry folding machine from 1920 yes okay or would you like the master and Torgo from Manos, Hands of Fate? <laughs> Normally, I would go with Manos. However, I have a soft spot in my heart for that movie, The Mangler. Uh, Robert Englund is in it, actually. Pretty good film based on a short story by Stephen King. So I'm actually surprised it didn't come in your Stephen King bracket. But um, I will give it to The Mangler. All right. I love Mono's Hands of Fate. Mm, that's good. There's uh, the a great last... MST3K episode if you haven't seen that's, it, folks. That's the only way I know that. I watched that with my father-in-law, and I've never seen him laugh so hard. Really? Uh, the la- yeah. He's a big fan of MST3K, my cool. father-in-law. Uh, the last matchup, the Killer Tomatoes <laughs> versus the Trees, which wind up being the villain in the movie The Happening which is a M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie. I'm going to go with the Killer Tomatoes, if only because they have a fantastic theme song. The Killer Tomato. I knew that's what you were going to say. Attack by the Killer Tomatoes. They run and fight and squash and vic. It's a really good song. Uh, This is the last two brackets. This one is uh, just serial killers. Um, Again, you might question... This is uh, Hannibal Lecter versus Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. Might not be a horror movie. I'll give it to you. Your... I'll give it to you. Um, but I am going to go with Hannibal Lecter. All right. Next up, Henry from The Portrait of a Serial Killer. Excellent, excellent film if you haven't seen it. Versus John Ryder from The Hitcher. Ooh, The Hitcher. That's a good one, too. Hmm, I'm going to go with The Hitcher, 
because I enjoy the supernatural element of that story. Henry, probably the better film, but uh, also not for the squeamish. So, All right. Next up, Jigsaw. Okay. From the Saw movies. Versus John Doe from Sasevenin. That's a pretty good matchup, actually. Mm. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Jigsaw. Am I? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to give it to Jigsaw. I put way more thought into this than I usually do for this show. That was pretty good. Uh, The final matchup, Norman Bates versus Stuntman Mike from Death Proof. Oh. (laughs) Played, of course, by Kurt Russell. Yeah. I am going to go with Anthony Perkins and Norman Bates. Alfred Hitchcock, psycho. What's that? That's a vote for Christian Bale. Is it? Isn't, didn't Christian Bale play Norman Bates in the, the, the new Psycho movie? I don't think so. I think he did. I think he did. I think it was um, that guy. Okay. Maybe he played it in American Psycho, which might be a different movie. Yes, that's a different movie. Oh, never mind. It then. was Vince Vaughn, actually, in the remake. I'd rather watch Christian Bale. The final bracket is the bestie bracket. I got recommendations from the besties. Here we are, the final bracket. And then again, we will save the, the rest of this for next week's episode. This is yeah. um, Mitchell gave us the kid from the movie The Unborn. Okay. And Brandon Banks gave us Jacob Goodnight. Of course, famously played by WWE superstar turned mayor, Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. I was a wrestler, I was a horror movie villain, and now I'm your mayor. Um, I, the first See No Evil movie is not very good, but the second one, directed by the Soska sisters, is actually really pretty good, um, as far as, you know, modern slasher films go. It's way, it's more violent, it's more intense, I think they did a really good job with that film, uh, off, based off of the strength of See No Evil 2, I am giving this to Jacob Goodnight. All right. That, was, that is actually, I like that film quite a bit. Now, because he is the bestest of the besties, uh, Glenn gets two, if only because I didn't realize he had two when I wrote the bracket and I was too tired to change it. Oh, yeah, uh, so you did a lot of extra work this week. Mm-hmm. I could add my own pick, which is the guy from uh, The People Under the Stairs. That's what it was. But uh, Tarman. Okay. Or Dr. Phibs? Phoebes? Phoebes. Phoebes? Phoebes? I guess it, I'm actually not sure how it's pronounced. But, and actually, technically, Tarman was my suggestion in the bestie chat. Okay, then fine. Tarman is Doc's suggestion. I will I'm give it to you Tarman. We'll put your own Tarman being the, the, the main first zombie from the return of the Living Dead movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Next up, uh, Ghostface. Well, I would rather give it by... to Spider, to be honest. Linnea Quigley, again, spent a lot of that movie naked, and that's before she becomes a zombie, at which point she's still naked. It's a great film. God All bless right. Linnea Quigley. Well, if you, we needed a title for this episode, I think we just <laughs> uh, Ghostface, as played by Laurie Metcalf. Okay. This is from Ryan, the warrior. So that would be versus, the second film? I have no idea. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Versus Leslie Vernon, and this comes from Bosk. Ooh, Leslie Vernon all the way. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, a, a, a mockumentary take on the slasher movie genre. I don't know if I've shared that one with you, D, uh, DC. Mm-mm. But that's a movie that, that you would actually like. It, it's sort of okay. like a slasher movie, but S- Spinal Tap. <laughs> like it's Ooh. it's pretty okay. good. That is a movie I would be interested in. Yeah, I, I enjoy that one quite a bit. The last opening round matchup. Yeah. Of the entire tournament, uh, Sam from Trick or Treat. Ooh, yeah. This comes from Danny, the Lord Jalapeno, or Chrome Skull. And this is a suggestion from Che. From Chrome Skull 1 and Chrome Skull 2. I, I laid to rest Chrome Skull 2. Um, those movies pretty violent as well. 
but and, and pretty good. But Sam, Sam from Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat, great anthology film. Sam is a great character, uh, a little kid in a sack, basically. Uh, not really a kid, but yeah, uh, real good. I like Sam quite a bit. The embodiment of of Halloween evil. I, I like that a lot. The thing I love about this is I gave you 64. Now, granted, some of them were animals and things like that. And I heard tons of things from like, well, did you include this guy? Did you include this guy? There, I could have done, if I had had the energy to do the research, I probably could have done another 64. I think you could have. Yeah. All right. Um, we, I don't know that we need to talk any wrestling. Uh, WrestleMania, however, is being held at the Performance Center with no crowd. Your thoughts? Weird. It's the WrestleMania that wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not going to be WrestleMania. Because without the pomp, without the circumstance, without the arena, without the stage, without the crowd, it's not WrestleMania except in name. If you were Vince McMahon and you were in tr- making this decision, what would you have done? I would do the same thing. Yeah. The show has People- to happen and the product has to move on. Because you can't just delay that show. You, you can't just stretch out those storylines forever. People won't care. And, and, and quite frankly, we're, it could be like September at this point before you'd be able to do a show like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's a long time. We're not talking about a month delay. We're talking potentially three, four, maybe longer. Now, do you get to WrestleMania? And then for the first time ever, be like, we're done. We're, we're going to take an off season. We're going to, you know, we're going to close up shop for a couple of months and we'll come back in August and September when we're allowed to do actual shows again. I sincerely doubt their TV deals allow them to do that. That's probably true. I'm like, you could do clip shows, but I guess. It, but. It's an interesting exercise. And, and to that I would say at least it has potential, but I don't think I would. I think I would continue broadcasting from the Performance Center for as long as I was able to do that, which mm-hmm. I think does also off, uh, offer up unique issues, especially as we move more and more towards you know, a, a complete sort of lockdown quarantine in this country. I do think that at some point there will be a few-week period where Even that's not really feasible. Raw this week, they played the entirety of the men's Royal Rumble. That was one of, they had one match and they showed the Royal Rumble and that was Raw. And then Stone Cold showed up. Interesting. Yeah, because I mean, that's the thing. At some point, I don't know what it's like in Florida currently, other than, you know, getting bad just like everywhere else. But at some point, I don't know if they're at the point of, you know, gatherings have to be 10 people or less. If they're at that point already, then that's what you have to do, right? Because you can't have a show, a full three-hour live production with less than 10 actors coming together, even yeah. even if you don't have an audience. Unless you're going to literally have them have to leave. Like, all right, Drew McIntyre, you're going to wrestle you know, Elias. Right. But even at that point, it's still, it's against the spirit of the order. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it still does put your talent at potentially health risk. Um, so I, I don't think I could really recommend that either. No, but yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Crazy. What's not crazy is that even with all the craziness, we still got some email Two. uh, two. The first one comes from our good buddy, Che, and it is titled Isolation. Hey, guys, if you have to self-isolate for a long period of time, what food items items would you ensure you had to get by? Also, if you could choose one book, one movie, and one video game, what would you choose? Hope you and your families, along with all the besties and their families, are doing well with the current global situation. Regards, Che, sent from my recently overused Samsung Galaxy smartphone, sent from my Samsung Galaxy smartphone. I hope that you're wiping that thing down with isopropyl alcohol, Che. Should I be doing that with mine? Absolutely. Last week, April, uh, Apple long time said, you know, don't clean your phones with anything. They finally, they finally said it would be okay to clean your phones with 70% uh, rubbing alcohol or Clorox wipes. So they've given the approval for that. 
it shouldn't right. damage the coding on your screen at least at not least, at least something good's coming out of all this yeah um if, sorry let's start with food what would i need um chicken i made a homemade chicken stock yesterday for the first time ever that was exciting um did you start with a bird i had i started with i had eight drumsticks okay so i just took the eight chicken legs i should have roasted them had i been thinking but i just threw them in a pot with some onions and garlic and carrots i don't remember but uh yeah it was good but yeah, I'd, I'd want some chicken. I'd want some pasta. I'd want some fresh fruit. That's the hard part, is if you self-isolate, fresh fruit doesn't really work unless we, you know, we have a we have a grocery delivery order. We place it Monday. It's coming tomorrow. Okay, takes three days. Takes three days now for these orders to go through. Yeah, I imagine I will be going to the grocery store soon. Mm. I went a couple times over the weekend, and now I'm trying to limit myself to like once a week. But what about food? What are you What are you getting? Um, I mean, everything you said is very reasonable, but I would want to get ice cream and some chips, and you can only get one flavor of ice cream. Uh, fish food. Good call. Yeah, fish food all um, the way. One book, one movie, one video game. I I suppose I'll go with Skyrim, although I'm kind of bored with it now. I'm trying to think of something new. Actually, no. I'll count uh, Ticket to Ride, which is a board game, but I have it on my iPad, and, and I play it with my wife. So I would have Ticket to Ride, um, a movie. I don't know why one movie would matter. I'd pick a long one, I guess. i pick the Harry Potter series. I think, but... I, I think a series counts. I'm going to count yeah, that. So I'd, go with, I'd go with the Harry Potter series. And I would do a book series as well, and I would do the collected works of Bill Bryson. Who's that? He is a... I don't even know how you would describe him. He, I guess he's a travel writer. He's an author. Writer. He wrote he's, some he's an author. books. He wrote a, a book series like of them. the Appalachian Trail. He wrote a book about adventures in Europe, adventures in America. He's, he's an American who lived in Britain for 20-something years and is now back So you'd say America. maybe he's the Alton Brown of travel. Kind of, yeah. That's a good way to put it. But that would be Anthony Bourdain, wouldn't it? I, I, if he had written more than a couple of books, I would have considered him, because I have his books as okay. well. All right. Uh, all right. One book, one movie, series, one video game. I mean, I guess I'll go with a book series as well. I'll go with Stephen King's The Dark Tower, if only because I've never read books five, six, and seven. Um, and I would like to refresh myself first. And I've, I've the series I've always wanted to finish and I just never did. I, I fell out of it in the long gap between parts four and the rest. So, well, really, the gap between three and the rest. And I read four and four sucked. But I would read the rest. Um, as for a movie, I'm actually, this is sort of a, maybe a fast forward to my piece of positivity as well. But, hey, that's what you'd get. Mrs. Manson bought me an early birthday gift, which I shared on Instagram. It is this big book. And it contains the Criterion Collection collected the 15 uh, films from the Shawa era Godzilla films. So every film from 1954 to 1975, basically. Um, so there's 15 films in that set. And we've started watching them. We're about uh, five movies in at this point. And it's been interesting one to see, you know, the, the change from Godzilla being this creature of destruction to the last film where he it's the first time where really he fights like for the protection of earth. And that's been a lot of fun. And so there's a lot more movies left in the series. And so I would pick that right now because I'm actually right. working through that. And I actually have a similar problem to you when you were saying Skyrim for a video game. I would probably pick dead cells because I've been playing the crap out of dead cells recently, but it's has finally reached the point where I'm sort of like, uh, I'm a little bored. I'm playing yeah. it because it's really good, and I'm get it, and I'm pretty good at it. But I'm no longer feeling like, and I've probably put a hundred hours into it or more. But I'm just, I'm no longer feeling like I'm progressing anything. I'm doing a run through it because a run through it is always different and it's fun. But I'm not 
I'm not per, I'm not getting anything out of it anymore. So I so yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I would probably say Dead Cells though because I, I have been enjoying that quite a bit. There's a new game out that I wanna I actually wanna get. It was on sale, but then it went off sale like right before I was stuck at home. So out of principle, I haven't bought it yet. Um, it's on Steam. And what is the name of it? I think it's called um, Yes Something. Yes. Yes, Your Grace. I was going to say Yes, Your Liege, but it's Yes, Your Grace. Um, And basically, you're a king of this small kingdom, and there's a story that you're sort of playing through. But, like, it's really just like this pixel art game where, like, you sit on the throne and peasants come up to you. And it's a little bit of a resource management game because they, you know, they tell you something and it's like, ah, we want to build a tavern in the town. And you have to decide, is that worth giving gold to or maybe, ah, your grace, our our crops were wiped out. Can you spare some wheat supplies and, you know, give those to them for that? And like, there's this there's a narrative also going along with it in the background, but it looks a lot of fun. It looks like it's a good narrative. I don't think there's a lot of replayability there, but it looks fun. It looks good. It looks intriguing to me. I've never really seen quite a game like it before. I've watched a few people play just the beginning part of it, and it definitely caught me. So I think that would be something worth looking into, although I don't know that would last for six months like Dead Cells potentially could. Our next email and our final email of the evening comes from the bestest of the besties, Glenn, titled Wrestling Names. Evening, gents. As I've been given the wrestling name of Armbar Abbott, thanks to all-time draft team, and a random question answered, gave me the idea for this email. What would you give yourselves as a wrestle name and why? Thanks, Glenn. I would probably go with Doc Manson because that was essentially what I did when coming up with this name was trying to figure out what sort of wrestling persona I would probably have. And uh, it's kind of a cop-out, right? But that is totally... No. We we have these sort of personas sure. that we fit into very well. I, I might go with the Pope of Positivity, if only because I, I just want to see what I could get away with for an outfit. Sure. Like, will you let me wear the hat? Will you let me wear the robe? <laughs> I think my finisher would be the mandible claw, except I don't really want to put my fingers in people's mouths. I would like to do. I would see, and here's the thing: I would cop out and steal the idea I've always had for Bo Dallas. I would do some sort of finisher. I would go for maybe the Anaconda Vice, um, but then I would cheer on the opponent and try to get them not to tap out. That's not bad because they have to, they have to just they have to be positive and find you're happy and you can do it. You can do it, and then they tap. But then again, I also know if I was a wrestler. I would not win very often. Yeah, me neither. But I was also thinking, as you were, as you just made this gesture, and I was thinking, well, instead of the mandible claw, as long as I'm putting fingers in people's mouths, maybe, yeah, a double fish hook, almost like a camel <laughs> clutch, but in the, yeah, I could see doing that. That'd be a signature I, move. I would love to do what what I thought was the sugar hold for years, which was, it's like a camel clutch, but you put them in a full Nelson at the same time. Yeah. I did it to my cousin once. He was not a fan. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that probably hurt. <laughs> uh, that would not be his piece of positivity. You gave yours, right? The the Criterion Collection? I think so, yeah. It's, 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 I got to just keep <clears throat> talking about it, though. That book that it comes in, it's this awesome art book. And, like, the art is beautiful. And it has a, a short little, like, page right up on every film. Like, it's it's really a nice collector's item. It's very beautiful. And to have all those films on there. And they're all, you know, restored and HD transfers. Like a lot of these films, a lot of them are the first time I'm actually seeing the Japanese version of the films. And on top of that, it's the first time I'm seeing them in high definition, like widescreen. And even that alone is really very cool because, you know, I've only ever really seen them on a full screen television as a kid. And, And so just to see them in their original glory and again, the HD transfers, okay, yeah, you can definitely see all of the wires and strings and different special effects shots that you couldn't see before, but man, 
really very cool, a very cool experience. And and I do think the films, you know, they're kids' films now, not the first one, first two, but they're working their way into being kids' films, and you can see that they're still pretty good at that. You know what I mean? So I'm enjoying it. Trip down memory lane. I'm very glad to hear it. My piece of positivity um, is by the book. Oh, geez. Um, are you, are you, so are you going to get burned out or, or what? Because I can only keep deleting these things without listening to them for so long before my thumb gets fatigued. Let me me just say, let me just say, uh, I went ahead and created a massive tournament, 1,024 wrestlers. Uh, they're now battling. I'm choosing just my favorites. It's kind of like how you're doing with the horror tournament, just on a massive scale. I've recorded nine episodes. I'm going to do it twice a week, so I have a month. (laughs) I'd like to point out, Doc, I'm 75% done with the first round after nine episodes. And I might do consolation brackets for the losers. You know, once I get all this work under my belt, I had been thinking about floating the idea of rekindling the list with you. But I'm not sure that that's healthy for you at this point. Why not? You know why. I shave. Why? No, I didn't shave. I suppose <laughs> I trimmed it a little bit. I'm not like, you know, everyone, people keep talking. Even Glenn is like, so how much has your life changed now that you're self-quarantined? And I'm like, admittedly, it didn't, not a lot. Because that's you. <laughs> not a lot. But, uh. You know, I go outside. I do think we, we will talk about it. Now you're getting Brandon Banks hopes up, uh, but That's we'll, what we'll see what we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm very much enjoying it. Uh, like I said, I am trying to stagger. Like I said, I've, I've got a month of podcasts scheduled and clearly I have more to do. So I'm not going to be like all the other things I do where I burn out and it's there for a week and then it's you gone. Can still burn plus, out. plus. Plus. Sub piece of positivity, uh, Mrs. Matthews said, well, with all this free time, you should do that interview show again. So I believe if I can figure out, if I can remember how to do it, uh, Glenn and I, I believe, are recording tomorrow. We're going to do the first of what I think will have to be a multi-part series of uh, An Afternoon with Armbar. Nice. Um, the Glenn Abbott story. So, you know, so yeah, it's, I, I hope to do fun things, although I just got an email about that's going to explain what my life is going to be like for the next few weeks. So I might wind up being busier than I'd like. Yeah, that happens. Hopefully everyone is safe. Everyone is taking care of themselves. Everyone is staying home. Uh, Thank you for joining us on episode 214 of the DDT wrestling experience. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night, Jacob, good night. (laughs) If you'd like to have your thoughts read in the air, send an email to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog at ddtpod.com or your podcast repository of choice. And finally, if you like buy the book, I don't know why you would, but if you do, and if you like DDT pod, again, not really sure what that says about your taste. If you like question marks, and you will like that because Armbar Abbott, I guarantee, will be a treat. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support towards DC and Doc. It will help keep the podcast train a chugging through these hard times. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. And until we meet again, my friends, won't. Yabby, our bestie.